what's going on guys and welcome to another episode of back to the theater reviews and today i wanted to kind of give a little bit of audio commentary to the uh, top 10 list that i recently uh, put up of the top 10 mcu movies uh, first of all i hope that all of you guys have had a pretty solid week uh, hopefully one step closer to everything going back to normal so we'll just see how it all goes but with that being said I'm just going to give out a little bit of a warning. If you haven't seen all of the Marvel movies, first of all, what are you doing? But second, there's going to be a lot of spoiler-heavy talk going on when it comes to talking about these 10 films because I'm going to share like my overall thoughts on them and go into details. So just a little fair warning to those of you that somehow haven't seen all the Marvel movies, but no worries, uh, there's Disney Plus for that. So let's go into it, uh, starting off with number 10 which is uh, Spider-Man Homecoming. Now, Spider-Man Homecoming, it had to be on this list primarily because it was Spider-Man's first official movie in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. For a lot of people, they don't really know the whole backstory of the rights. And what I mean is that Marvel in the mid-90s, they had all the characters and full rights to them, but they were going bankrupt. So, then there had to come different change of plans. Obviously, superheroes weren't very big back then. So, they sold Spider-Man to Sony and then Fantastic Four and X-Men to Fox. Which, in the end, they kind of got them all back in a sense. It's kind of funny how that all works. But, basically, after Amazing Spider-Man 2 Tank, Sony and Spider-Man uh, finally went into the MCU. Uh, first being introduced in Captain America Civil War and this movie is great uh, because it's not an origin story again we already know how Spider-Man gets his powers and his motivations and whatnot it just goes straight into him being Spider-Man post-Civil War uh, dealing with school being a teenager obviously him having a crush etc and at the same time wanting to be an Avenger he wants to prove to Iron Man, uh, Tony Stark, that he's more than ready to, even at 16 years old. So it takes a different approach at the MCU, uh, kind of brings things on a smaller scale, and has a pretty kick-ass villain when it comes to uh, Vulture, played by Michael Keaton. And overall, it's a very simplistic story. It has a John Hughes vibe to it, which was the primary goal, especially considering that they're going into high school. And so number 10 on the list, Spider-Man Homecoming. Now, coming in at number 9, I have Black Panther, directed by Ryan Coogler. And I really like Black Panther a lot just because it hits home with uh, some of the tones that it has in the story. Um, I don't want to say that I relate to T'Challa too much, because obviously he's a king and I'm not. But we've kind of gone through uh, similar but not sim uh, similar circumstances in our lives. And this movie definitely hit home when it first released a couple years back. But... I also like this movie too because what Ryan Coogler did with his cast was amazing. Not only having so much talent on top of that, but having the first all-black cast, uh, the production design behind it, the themes, the story, even up to the villain. Uh, just because him and Michael B. Jordan, they've had multiple works together with uh, Creed and Fruitvale Station. And the indie director pretty much pulled this off. Uh, he introduced us to a new world and a new hero uh, post-Civil War again. And he made a character that I like and admire a lot. 
I didn't know what to expect out of Black Panther. I didn't know how much of a technologically advanced uh, continent they were going to be. But everything was great on all fronts. Made a billion dollars at the box office. And for that, Black Panther is number nine. Now, coming in at number eight, I have 2008's Iron Man, which is basically the godfather of the MCU, the movie that started it all. Without this movie, we wouldn't even have any of these like bigger superhero films just because there were like a few superhero films don't get me wrong like x-men spider-man uh blade but they weren't as massive in the market like they are now it pushed dc to pursue their plans of a dc universe um and other studios to create like a shared universe because of this one movie with robert downey jr marvel put all their chips in the bag against all odds delivered a super great origin story when it comes to a c-list character because a lot of people didn't really know who iron man was and robert downey jr made him into an a-list character uh, it's funny how in the beginning seeing him all ignorant and stuff and kind of snobby cocky and seeing the progression that he takes all the way through the mcu john favreau pulled it off and that's why iron man number eight next up is thor ragnarok directed by taika watiti coming in at number seven and the reason why i chose this one too is because in phase three we've already had like all our characters fully developed and stuff after multiple movies but with thor they kind of rebooted him in a sense it was weird uh in the first two movies they tried to portray him as like a serious character given like the godlike uh, structure that he had in background but when you have a charismatic and charming person like Chris Hemsworth I mean you got to let him go all out and improvise you know what I mean especially with the chemistry between him and Tom Hiddleston Thor Ragnarok adds a new spin to the Tatilier character while adding some familiar faces like obviously Mark Ruffalo and introducing some new ones like Korg which was played by Taika Waititi himself and Tessa Thompson's uh, Valkyrie and it kind of paved the way for Infinity War too. Like this was going to be that last bridging gap between what was going to lead up to that film, especially when it came to the end credit scene with the ship and all that. But it was a fun ride start to finish, added a new spin, and it's what Thor deserved. So Thor Ragnarok, number seven. Now shifting gears into number six comes James Gunn's uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, volume one. And... I put this one a little higher above others just because it kind of pulled off one of the impossibles that went on in the MCU. And what I mean is that we didn't really know who these characters were and they kind of just got thrown in together in a two hour film. Kind of like the Avengers but different because with the Avengers we had different movies of, of their backgrounds and stuff solely focus on those characters. But with Guardians of the Galaxy, this was completely off the radar and brand new source material that probably no one even knew about unless you were like a diehard like Marvel Comics fan. And even then there's been different like renditions of the team. And Marvel did it again where they introduced us to new characters that we had no idea about with the star-studded cast. And this was kind of like Star Wars in a sense. It's, I consider this like the MCU kind of Star Wars franchise. And it kind of introduced us more into the uh, Infinity Stone like saga line, kind of 
soaking its feet in like you know what i mean like not going over the top but just subtly kind of giving us an idea of where this is all sort of leading to but overall it had super great visuals obviously the soundtrack is what's going to be remembered most about it and it gave us love to so many different characters guardians of the galaxy number six all right as we go into the top five these are where some of the heavy hitters come in so let's start off with avengers infinity war now this was one of two movies that has been built up for years when it comes to uh, the marvel cinematic universe it's the movie that broke the youtube count for like trailer views or something past like 200 million at the box office 2 billion at some point and it brought all of our favorite characters finally into one movie in the most simplistic you know plot ever basically this movie was centered around thanos the big bath that they were hinting at since 2012's avengers and the premise is simple you know just don't let the man or titan get all six infinity stones otherwise the universe is in chaos and what i really admired about this movie not only was bringing the characters together but in different ways so for example like maybe you were expecting a iron man and captain america reunion but instead he's trapped up space with um what was it doctor strange and uh the guardians of the galaxy spider-man even wong too you know what i mean no i'm just kidding he was watching the new york sanctum my bad but point is is that these characters were kind of mixed and intertwined like thor was hanging out with groot and rocket who would have thought and captain america was doing more of like the on-ground work with you know king t'challa wanda vision etc and thanos just rolls by them all with these stones and what i really admired too was even though it's better to have gone into this movie kind of fresh in your mind with all the other movies if you were to show someone this film they wouldn't be completely lost because each stone shows its different power so that way the viewer can kind of grasp like oh crap like that stone could do this rather than tell it through exposition where it's like oh yeah the mind stone can do this the time stone could do this it displays it via action which is the best part so for all that alone avengers infinity war was one special heck of an event but we're not quite there yet that's only number five number four is where it really counts now number four on this list is the successor and the grand finale of the marvel cinematic universe as we know it avengers endgame now avengers endgame man what a remarkable feat that the Russo brothers pulled off. It's the culmination of all these storylines and characters that we've grown up with, starting back to 2008's Iron Man, bringing everybody together for this one goal, and that's to hopefully save the universe, while also being able to leave fans happy, sad, but very well satisfied with the conclusion because there are many times where trilogies, sagas, or series, maybe they don't end off on the best note, but Endgame pulls off the impossible, manages to leave everyone kind of satisfied with each character's, especially the OG Avengers, 
uh, character arcs and without thinking oh man like I wish they would have done this instead overall remarkable movie the scale was huge no pun intended especially with the, uh, the portal scene I think that's one of the bigger and better sequences that I've seen in comic book movies and the way that it pulled it off in three hours too I mean it's unheard of but it needed to be there every single moment was pivotal in that movie each act was pivotal in that movie nothing could be taken out because then it would be kind of a different movie in a sense I can't really explain why but everything just needs to be there Endgame man that's one movie that we may never get again I mean sure we're gonna have like different team-ups and all that other stuff in the future but nothing on this scale man I mean Endgame was something else so number four Avengers Endgame now as we go into the top three we're gonna start off with another Russo Brothers film uh actually these are majority Russo Brothers that's crazy um Captain America Civil War I remember being super excited for this movie because one the um the idea of putting your superheroes together but to go against one another was genius following the uh, Civil War uh, comic storyline and also introducing two fan favorite characters one new one in Black Panther but also a fan favorite since for like all generations uh, Spider-Man for a third time and while juggling those stories in addition to being focused primarily on Captain America's story with Bucky it managed to pull it off well without straying away from each one too much or being too convoluted it was like the right amount and it's like I was saying earlier a lot of times you see superheroes they're put together to kind of defeat a foe or achieve a goal etc but to put superheroes together and divide them was unreal especially because of the dynamic behind it because Cap didn't believe in the idea of being limited when it came to superheroes and Tony Stark didn't or he did something I love this movie uh, from the first 20, mo uh, 20 minutes I remember being in that theater and just thinking holy shit like this is really good so I don't think enough more needs to be said about this movie uh, Captain America Civil War number three now number two is the last Russo Brothers movie on this list I promise it's another Captain America movie so it is Captain America Winter Soldier and the reason why this one came in at number two is because up until the first Avengers not gonna lie I was big on the Tony Stark uh, hype and Captain America was he was a decent character you know I liked first Avenger but then Winter Soldier came out and did a whole different spin on Captain America with his backstory characteristics how he adapts to the real world all of that while creating a pretty nice thriller kind of like a spy espionage take like on the superhero genre because of shield being um how can i corrupted there you go shield being corrupted and captain america not only that but 
dealing with the fact that this Winter Soldier assassin is his best friend in Bucky Barnes, who he thought was dead after all this time. Great movie, great action sequences. It doesn't really connect like a bunch of storylines together like the other previous movies, like from the MCU. Stands on its own just fine. So Captain America Winter Soldier, number two. Now I know what you're probably thinking. With heavy hitters like Winter Soldier, Civil War, Infinity War, Endgame, what can possibly be number one? And this movie's been number one for like the longest time since I first saw it. And here we go. So number one is Ant-Man. Just kidding because obviously I posted this on Instagram. It's uh, 2012's The Avengers. I remember being super excited for this movie because it was the first time that so many characters were in this single film. And it's funny because, you know, with all these other movies coming out like Avengers Infinity War, Age of Ultron, Endgame, Civil War, the numbers kept building up afterwards. But at the time, it had never been done. On top of that, how was it going to work? Was it going to be too much? Was it going to be too little? Who knows? But Joss Whedon directed the hell out of this movie, especially choosing the uh, villain as Loki. Great premise. And it's another kind of simple movie too, where it doesn't try to do too much. It doesn't try to set up too much. It's just its own thing. Start to finish. Point A to B. Boom. Done. While also kind of laying the groundwork in the end credit scene for Thanos, seeing all the different Avengers butt heads, and then later coming together to accomplish this goal. Great comedy scattered all throughout the movie. It wasn't too much. Because there are a few MCU movies where the you know the comedy could be a little overboard. But The Avengers to me is another special film and deserves to be number one. It's always been number one, even with Infinity War and Endgame, I thought it was going to be dethroned, but I stand by it. So, The Avengers, number one MCU movie, at least in my opinion. So, there you go. Alrighty, guys. Well, that concludes uh, this discussion today. Uh, just let me know what's your favorite MCU film or top five. You know, I'd like to hear different takes that you guys have like one of my brothers for example he reached out to me and he was like yo it's crazy we have the same top five but different order and it's like what are the odds you know what i mean because there's so many different uh marvel movies out there so i'd like to hear all those and let me know what you think and yeah just uh stay safe out there obviously still practice uh, social distancing and whatnot and yeah we'll see what comes next up on this other discussion uh Thank you for tuning in, though, to this episode of Back to the Theory Reviews. Uh, if you liked this, don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts at Back to the Theater. Until then, see you next time.